Hey there, I'm Kelly Lyons, and I spent 12 years binge eating, yo-yo dieting, and being food obsessed to finally listening to my body and being in control around food. And I've helped thousands of women all over the world do the same. And if you've ever thought, I just want to eat like a normal person, then you are in the right place and you most definitely are not alone. I'm dropping the tried and true secrets that go way beyond the food, the real talk stuff that the diet industry doesn't want you to know. So if you are done with starting your diet over every Monday, cozy on up and let's get started because I am here to show you how to stop letting food control your life so you can finally live it. This is the Food Freedom Society podcast. Hey friend, welcome to this episode of the Food Freedom Society, and we are talking all about diets. So let me just lay this out. In a future episode, or episodes, I should say plural, I am going to be talking all about the diets that I've done, what happened when I was on them, how they made my binge eating worse. But what I really want to talk about today is dieting in the sense of like, okay, you wake up, you're like, I'm done. Dieting is the thing that has ruined me. I'm done with it. But then it's like, okay, now what the hell do I do? And I want to talk about these fears that we have when we step into the world of, okay, I'm not going to diet anymore. Or, okay, I know dieting has not worked for me. I need to do something else. But you're like, I don't know what, and I don't know how to, because there is a lot of fear around that. So that's really what I want to spend this episode talking about. And one, as I always do, I want to tell you, you're not alone right? Because we have been taught, and unfortunately, some of us have been taught this since we were little, right? That we are not capable of figuring out to eat, what to eat, I should say. We need to follow what someone else tells us. We need to follow a meal plan. We need to follow uh, something that we saw on Pinterest, right? We need to follow, I don't know, what our thin college roommate is doing. We need to follow this book. We need to follow this Instagram guru. And it's like, It has been ingrained in society that through diet culture that we do not know what to eat, how to feed ourselves, how to fuel ourselves, and also how to eat the foods we love without going overboard or without binging. So if you're like, oh my God, I want to diet, but then it's immediately like, well, then I don't know what to do. That's completely normal. And while it isn't the truth, it's normal to have that fear because of what you've experienced growing up. So in this episode, I am going to be talking about three really, really common fears that you have around dieting and that sometimes drives you to maybe continue to eat, right? To continue to either eat or binge or continue to still diet. It can kind of like be twofold there. So the first things first, one of the biggest things I hear is, okay, if I stop dieting, I will gain so much weight, right? We have this fear of, well, the dieting is the thing that I've only had control over. And if I don't diet, then I'm just going to gain so much weight. But here's something that I really, really find interesting. Tracy Mann, a UCLA psychologist, and I can put these study um, in the show notes, is has quoted and done studies saying the number one predictor of weight gain is being on a previous diet, right? So here is what that means. Calorie deprivation and restriction leads to hormone metabolism and cognitive function changes that make it hard to keep the lost weight off and in turn gain more. So if you've ever done like 
keto or low carb or whatever it is, and then had a banana and got on the scale and weighed like four pounds heavier, right? That's exactly what she means. So a, a really good example is restriction. And when I say restriction, that can be in any way, shape or form, right? It can be restricting calories. It can be cutting out food groups. It can be, um, you know, uh, cutting out foods you enjoy, whatever it may be. So any type of restriction, it leads to your hunger hormone increasing, meaning you are hungrier more and your satiety hormone decreasing, meaning it is harder to tell when you're full. So you are essentially feeling hungrier and unable to notice when you're full, right? So you just keep continuing to eat more. If you've ever felt like it's almost like a ticking time bomb in your body, right? You're dieting, you're restriction, you're restricting, you're not eating the things and it's like, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. And you obviously can't see what I'm doing, but I'm taking my hand and then lifting it across my chest as I'm ready to blow up and explode. And then all of a sudden, boom, and we go off and we are eating, we are eating, we are eating. And we're not essentially even noticing that we're full one because we're shoveling, but our hormones are so disrupted through this process. So when we have this fear of, okay, well, if I don't diet, I'm going to gain weight. Well, then why are you still dieting? right? If dieting is the cure to not gain weight, then shouldn't you just like be back to normal? Shouldn't you not need to diet? So that's really something I want you to think about before we go into the second one. Okay. So the second thing I want to talk about, a common fear that I hear all the time is if I stop dieting, I'll have no control around food, (laughs) which I guess makes kind of sense. Well, no, it doesn't make sense at all, but it's extremely backwards is what I meant to say. The reason you have no control around food or you feel like you have no control is because of your dieting. That is the reason you have no control around food, right? When you have been doing, quote unquote, so good and all of a sudden you have something bad or off plan or something you shouldn't have, it turns into so many different things. One of them being what I call effort eating. When you're like, oh my God, I try so hard and nothing works. Effort, I'm just going to eat everything in sight and I'll start over tomorrow. That is because of your dieting, right? Or something I also call eating because you ate, where your mentality is, well, okay, I already ate, so I may just well keep eating. I already screwed up, so I may just well keep eating. Or <laughs> let's add insult to injury here, licking your wounds eating, meaning When you're bad and looking, or when, I'm sorry, when you're sad and looking for comfort, right? You're like, oh, my life sucks. I can't do anything right. What is wrong with me? Sits on the couch, eats two pints of ice cream, right? Not one, but two, solely from experience here. And here's the reason. Here's what it really boils down to. The more you try to control your food, the more out of control you feel around it. Again, let's revert back to my ticking time bomb, right? You're controlling, you're controlling, you're controlling, you're controlling, you're thinking about the cookies, you're dreaming about the cookies. You smell the cookie from the bakery three miles away. You notice every single person um, (laughs) in your office who is having a cookie and you immediately want to murder them. It's like you are about to lose control. And again, the ticking time bomb, you explode and you go ham. It's not just one cookie. It's not just two cookies. And you're like, "Eh, I'm good. It's the entire box. It's going to the grocery store and getting three different types of cookies and shoveling them on the way home, right? And the reason that happened is because of your restriction around it. So if you feel as though every time you stop dieting, you've lost control, well, no, you've only lost control because you haven't stopped 
dieting. So again, I want you to sit on this because while this is really good information, you have to hear it, meaning you have to be willing to take it in. You have to be willing to question the things that you've done. And as I always say, not in a judgmental way, not in a, oh my God, you're a POS. Why haven't you found Kelly three years ago? Which obviously I'm honored, but <laughs> it's it's more of, okay, this is a new way of thinking. I'm going to open this up. I'm going to actually let myself sit in the space of figuring this out or letting myself hear what I need to hear. And that's going to look different for different people. But something my mentor always says is when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So the way I take that is when you are ready to hear something and you're ready to learn and change and grow, you are going to hear something differently. Something is going to click or you are going to have a reflection that you've never had before or something is going to open up saying, wow, I never notice that. And that's what I'm really hoping these like little tidbits that I have for you. That's what I'm hoping it does for you. So let's go into the third one. Who love this one. Talk about it like it's my tagline. I can't stop dieting because I have no willpower. So while they all sound similar, there are three reasons or three big differences behind them. So when we talk about willpower and we say, I have no willpower. Oh, my sweet dear, as I pat you on the head, right? You have a ton of willpower. Here's the thing, you used it up already. It is finite. It is not an infinite thing. Nobody gets opened up on an autopsy and they say, the doctor says, or whatever, the more, I don't even know who does autopsies, whatever, whoever that person is out there on Law & Order SVU, they don't open someone up on the autopsy and say, oh, this person had a lot of willpower. Ooh, this person, not enough willpower. Nope, none here. Ooh, uh, around 40% on this guy, right? We can't see it, one. It's not tangible. But also, it's finite in the way that we view it. And we use the mental willpower that we have. We use it a lot. But we don't realize it. And we don't see it as willpower. Because we use willpower in basically everything that we do, right? We use willpower to actually get up in a range of when our alarm goes off so we don't miss a meeting or so, you know, our kids don't miss the bus or whatever it may be. We use willpower to not scream at your kids when they're going insane at seven o'clock in the morning. We use willpower to not go off on your micromanaging boss when they put another project on you, right? We hold it and we use that willpower. We use willpower to not hang up on our mother, right? On the phone. (laughs) We constantly are using it in ways we don't even realize. So what happens is we are losing it, losing it, losing it, losing it. And then when it comes to food, we are trying to pick up something that we don't have anything left of, right? We have run out of it and we're trying to like go into our willpower piggy bank, not realizing that not only do we have none left, we don't have any other tools to get through, get through the drive where we don't go to McDonald's or get through getting home at 4 p.m. and binge eating before everyone else gets home because we are trying to get things from an empty glass, right? So what I want you to recognize is, no, you do have it. You just need other tools because willpower is not the thing that's going to work. Willpower, if that's what you've been focusing on and you've been failing or you've only been successful for a short period of time, but then If you were successful and then unsuccessful, my question is, were you actually successful? The answer is probably no. But willpower has nothing to do with what you eat or the decisions you make around food. 
There are other really important tools, meaning having a good relationship with food, having a certain way you speak, you act, and you think around food, learning your biofeedback and how your body, what it tells you and how to listen to it, right? That is what's going to help you, among other things, drive your food choices. So again, with this episode, your thoughts about being afraid to diet and your thoughts about letting go is a result of the diet itself. You are trying to fix something by using the thing that is causing the problems. And we wonder why we can't get out of this vicious cycle. Now, you know, my members in Food Freedom Society, they would tell you, I'm not like, okay, we're done dieting. Good luck. Have a good day. (laughs) Then you're like, okay, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? When you learn how to fuel yourself, how to feel good, what makes what foods make you feel great, what make you don't, and learn how to have that moderation and balance, that is what makes you successful in never having to diet again, right? So the biggest thing I want you to do, and you know, with some episodes, I really like to give you guys a little bit of activity, reflection, or whatever, is think like, okay, what, what fears do I have around dieting? And if you're like, well, no, I don't have any fears. I just, you know, I I just don't want to anymore. I'm ready. Well, if you're ready, then you would have done it already, right? If you're ready, you would have done it a long time ago. And again, that's not in a way to be judgmental because hello, Benjita for 12 years over here. It's more of we have to be open to dig into the things that are hard. And maybe that's an example would be you know, you've been on a diet ever since you were little because your mom or dad or caretaker would say terrible things to you. So being on a diet actually made you feel loved and protected and seen. And that is an absolutely horrific thing to experience, especially as a young child, right? But that is that deep stuff that we pretend sometimes that hasn't happened right? Or you've been complimented because you've lost weight and things like that. That's the deep stuff that I mean. And obviously, if you have a lot of trauma around food and your family and family history and eating disorders and all these things, please, please, please get help from a medical professional. I truly think therapy should be required for every single person on the planet. Um, But getting the help of a licensed medical professional to walk through this path with you may be really, really beneficial. So I absolutely love this episode. I hope you liked it just as much as I did because I think a lot of us have to get over our fears before we can take the next step. So I'm here to take that step with you. I hope you guys enjoy my rambling and I will see you next week. Talk soon. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to the Food Freedom Society podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review or share on your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at Kelly L Wellness. Send me a DM to say hi and tell me your thoughts on the episode. See you next time.